Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developers podcast in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. I have my co-host today, Dave Anderson, and our producer, William Jeffries. And today we'll be talking about toasts to failures. We will get into what is a toast to failure and share some stories that pertain to failing and we will toast to them. We don't have any drinks or apple juice in the recording oh, session no. with us, but we will make pretend that we have glasses and we'll put them in the air when we toast to failures. We do have wine. Defi- no, we, we, we definitely have champagne. This is champagne. Oh, what are you oh, talking about? Magically. Ooh. Magically. <laughs> champagne. <laughs> we, will toast, we will toast to champagne now. Can we get some like drinking Post, sounds? Post-production. <laughs> Exactly. Pork pop. Well, this is this is a failure right here, guys. Right, right here. And you, we knew we would record this, but we forgot <laughs> and got champagne. We, we officially got champagne. Yeah. So, so what is a toast to failure? I feel like I've heard this around the office before. It's tried. A toast to failure is when one fails at his or her particular task or at their job, but it's celebrated. I think that's like important to celebrate a failure. It's a little counterintuitive. Right. I mean, you don't want to just go out there and fail all the time. Like, that's not... (laughs) You you got to learn from it. You got to learn from it. You chose the failure because it's a learning opportunity. That's true. You have to learn from it. Otherwise, you're going to have to make a toast of failure about failing to learn from that failure. Right. You can't just wake up every day and fail. You have to actually improve and fail in different ways. Right. But the important part about sharing that failure is... Being able to learn from that failure and then have your peers also learn from your failure so that they don't fail in that particular situation as well. It's mm-hmm. like a broadcasted learning. Right. Like this happened to me. So if you're ever in this situation, don't do what I did. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yeah, so let's pretty fun. That. I mean, like, I, I really enjoy that part of our company meeting when everyone gets together and we, we share failures. It's, it's often pretty funny sometimes, right? You know, like it's a situation you're not in, so you can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, Oh, that didn't happen to me. But like, thanks for getting in that situation and teaching me about that failure that just happened. Yeah. I think it, it does make things a lot more relatable to it kind of helps reduce kind of imposter syndrome because like people were afraid like especially in a really knowledge heavy job such as programming that you need to know all the things have all the answers and be correct all the time but often people don't know and you know people that you respect do make mistakes and right. having them share those mistakes really sets the tone i think it promotes humility because Everybody knows about all of your failures. So, I mean, you can't really get quite as big of an ego, which is good, which is a good thing for a company culture. The fact that someone is, it's not like you go around in a circle and ask every single individual to, hey, you give me a failure right now that you have to share with everyone. It's another step where the person volunteers to share that failure. That's like another step of humility. Like, oh, I too make mistakes. Here's what happened. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to have this kind of a meeting in your company or in your group or with your significant other uh, <laughs> like how how would you go about doing this well i think the person organizing it is ideally the the leader and the leader goes first to set the tone and make sure that everybody feels comfortable you know that's just we've talked about this on previous episodes that's an effective way of getting good participation 
Right. And the bigger the failure from the leader, the more people would feel like the things that has happened to them isn't as bad. So they can also share those things. Yeah. It makes it safe. Yeah. It was like, you know, one example that I hear happen all the time is, you know, that one time that I broke production, like some junior developer hears that and, you know, they freak out if they broke production one time. But like if they hear from a senior developer that that's happened on many occasions, even including where they work right now, they will feel more at ease when and if that time ever happens. Yeah, I think it's good to have alcohol involved to sort of, you know, loosen people up. You got to have some non-alcoholic options. Oh, okay. Apple juice? Give some apple juice. (laughs) Liquid courage. Yeah, I don't think I've had a toast to failure like with alcohol before it, but definitely the conversation happens and then you continue it at the bar is like usually what happens and you just realize you fail a lot. As yeah. you, the more you drink, the more you're like, oh, man, that one time was, was crazy. That day sucked. And this is what happened. Yeah. I definitely feel like the point that you made, William, about like having a safe space and making sure the leaders are, are sharing and everyone's on the same page and not judging. That's super important. It can be kind of awkward if someone who everyone respects or fears is off on the side and just kind of like scratching notes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Well, Timmy. Right. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> you did what now? Uh, let's speak about that. It's going on your permanent file. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that too, right? Like you have to make sure that you work on a company that isn't like that. Or make it a company that isn't like that. Right. And Toasted Failures are a good way of bringing that culture about. Yeah. Then the next time somebody goes to call you out on making a mistake and tries to punish you for it, rather than giving you the space to learn from it and grow and be better, you can just point out all of the worst failures that other people in the company have had. Yeah, that's true. And also like, I guess if you're promoting a culture that is the opposite of a culture that toasts failures, then people are going to feel like they can never fail. They can't ask for help if they don't know something. They can't admit they don't know something or they're not confident. They just need to go out and do it and then maybe fail but like sweep it under the rug and not tell anyone. Yes. Yeah, secret so, failures are not good failures. Yeah. yeah. Like, so you have dishonesty, not humility, not learning. Mm. This is the anti-stride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the anti-stride. Do you guys want to just like do one right now? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think I always got one in the pocket in case the situation comes up. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and share it. Yeah. We'll just pop the champagne. There you go. Let's just make that <laughs> post-production, please. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I was clinking my glass right now. (laughs) I was at a client working on a feature that was looked to be added in in the future. This particular place constantly rolled their code base onto master. So it was, you know, you do your tests, make a PR, write unit tests, and you merge it straight to master and it's in production and then everything is free to go. So I was working on adding this new feature and kind of overlooked the story and thought it was just like, oh, that was misestimated as a three. But that it really was like a one point story. Like it wasn't really that difficult. So I'll just do it this way. And, you know, PR happened. We got it merged in. Everything was good in the world in the afternoon on a Thursday. And at 3.30, I would say on that day, someone I've never seen before comes down to the floor and asks for my tech lead to ask for a meeting with that person because apparently I had introduced like a, you know, a showstopper bug 
And that pretty much stopped the entire company. And I just didn't know <laughs> that I actually introduced this bug, even with all the coverage that I had. So it was really important because they had an event that would happen over the weekend and we needed to get this fixed before Friday. And I'm like, wait, but do we have this little thing? How does it work? But it inadvertently caused like a chain of events that would cause this bug to exist. And yeah, unfortunately, someone else got chewed out for the work that I did, but eventually it got to me like to fix this work. So Man. we ended up cherry picking that particular work out for the weekend. And then we continued it soon after. It was still in between sprints. So that was like, okay, for me to continue working on other things. But to be able to bring someone down from business to say, hey, we need this, this will definitely bring down revenue made me realize like, oh, I can think of something as small as this, but it can definitely change the path of a particular client at the event with the revenue for this one little change that I did. So yeah, bring the suits down upon you. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Don't ever, if you see suits and that are normally not there, you know, be weary. So what did you learn? Well, I learned to, to be sure, like if you do receive a story and you feel like it's too good to be true, to make sure you can speak to the people, your project manager or the product owner, to kind of fully understand the story that you just picked up rather than just saying, oh, it's just, it's just this, let me do that. And then whatever work that I, that I did uncover because of that bug, I was able to talk to the product owner to then write stories to fix up those things soon after. So just like a tight communication with the people who are writing the stories and ensuring that you understand that yourself is something that I learned real fast that time. <laughs> nice. Anyone else? Come on, yeah. you gotta follow. I can't, okay. I can't just fail. With All right, we're, we're good. We're into the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for me in, in another life, I was a Java developer and I used to work on like enterprise applications. And those were often legacy applications where there's not really much test coverage at all. Mm, those are fun. A lot of manual testing. And all that fun stuff that goes along with that. So we had to do a platform upgrade. And the way that these projects often get prioritized, it's a big amount of work. It's legacy application, a lot of manual testing. It's expensive and nobody wants to pay for it until it's December. Because mm. everyone's budgets is <laughs> rolling up. And so we started this project. We did a great job, I think. Like we we tested everything very thoroughly and staging fixed all of the bugs that we identified and then we go to prod release the week before christmas and we do the cutover seems like it's fine you know there's numerous interfaces and all kinds of crazy stuff it's like oh checking all the boxes duh, duh, duh. coming on monday mm. no users are able to use the application oh my god no database transaction so we upgraded the application server and the transactions were not having a session so like if you fired a query and then you fired another query then they were not related and like the session thing was just not working with it with the database whoa and it's like what's going on this and that happened staging we're like trying to figure it out like clock's ticking i was scheduled to go on vacation oh. <laughs> and i'm like okay i guess i'm canceling my vacation try to figure it out 11th hour we figured out that it was a configuration setting that was different between production and staging, staging which oh my God. was oh my God. classic. <laughs> classic. It was just a Boolean, you know, yeah. it was too <laughs> false. Oh my gosh. And, you know, we were going through all this complicated procedure. Like, 
and process to like roll back. But then we found out that it was this thing. And so we're like, okay, we're going to stick with it, fix it. And yeah. And then, you know, so the main takeaway from that is that shared services can be good, but you should trust, but verify Mm. like when, when the platform team's like, Oh, don't worry about it. We got you. Mm. No, let's, let's figure it out. I really want all the details. And also, you know, those booleans they'll get you oh configurations alone it's just like you hear a story about failing and someone now i'm gonna look at all my configurations and make sure they work if something's broken always go back to the configurations yeah xml yaml all that fun stuff well you have you have a a failure we can toast to yeah absolutely so i started a nonprofit a while back that helps people in low-income housing who don't have access to adequate heat. Right. And all the software is open source. And I was the only developer on the project for, you know, significant stretches of time. And so in order to like kind of approximate pair programming and, and you know, have some contact with other developers, I started live streaming my own code. Okay. So I would I would work at the time there was this site called livecoding.tv. I think they've either shut down or renamed or themselves have been bought. But at the time it was livecoding.tv and so I set up a stream and while I was working I would just live stream whatever it is that I was doing. Right. And it was cool. Like people would show up in my in my channel and they would comment and they would ask questions and sometimes they would have helpful suggestions and help me debug stuff. It was right. really a lot of fun. And then for some reason, I needed to remote into production, which, you know, surprisingly wasn't the fail. Like, that is already kind of a feel like, what are you doing, like, tunneling into production right. and, like, making changes from the console? But I, I had the Rails console open in production. Oh. Ho, 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 I was ho, ho, messing ho. around, and I had to query for user data, and then people's personal information came up on the screen, like names of people in low-income housing who are like in housing court fighting their landlords, some of whose landlords don't know that they were using our product to oh gather gosh. evidence. It's <laughs> like, I just live-streamed this <laughs> oh my to the open internet. <laughs> Immediately shut down the stream and went to delete the, you know, the, the video files. Right. It was like, oh my God, this is awful. Crisis averted though. I stopped it very quickly. There was like, you know, maybe two people in the channel and I've deleted the records. Okay. So then I went back to doing it and the, the exact same thing happened again. Exact same thing. Oh my again. God. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Well, <laughs> wait, no, I'm not learning. No, yeah, it, just, right, stop. it just started streaming again. Well, or? I started streaming and then I like did another query that I wasn't expecting to, you know, return any user data and I got back user data. Oh it was like my names gosh. and addresses. Yeah. It was like the worst thing that you could leave. <laughs> and so, you know, I shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. Just shut it down now. And then I went and I edited, just to make absolutely sure it could never happen again, I edited the way that the Rails console displayed user objects to oh. eliminate any personally identifiable information. And I, I tested that. You know, had unit test coverage yeah. <laughs> so that I could live stream my code and then went back and, you know, restarted the feed. Oh, that PII. Oh, oh man. PII, man. <laughs> so, you know, I, I learned perils of live streaming. If you're going to do it, like if you're working on open source and you can live stream, I highly recommend it. Yeah. If there is any kind of personally identifiable information, first of all, don't use prod. Right. Don't use prod data when you're developing. <laughs> don't tunnel into prod. Right. <laughs> but if, if by some crazy reason you end up in a situation where you have to, 
and be very careful that you don't accidentally live stream into the world. Right. Just be, be <laughs> offline when you do it, if you can't. <laughs> you go into production. Right. That is possible. Go into your learning from failure closet. There you go. Live stream from there to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Those were awesome examples of failures that we all learn from each other. Mine is to pay close attention to the stories that were written and ensure that everything is you know, document well enough for Dave. Configurations are a pain in the neck, but you have to make sure that everything you look over when you do a conversion transfer is A-OK. Yeah. Make sure you do that. And first off, SSHing into production is a bad idea, <laughs> but live streaming as well <laughs> while doing that is just as bad because of people, personal information. So, I mean, like even those, those are just like one of many things that's that... A, yeah, double whammy. Yeah. One, this is just one of many things that we as developer and consultants happen on a daily basis. And when you share that information with other people and you would get interesting stories on what other people have failed and how you can learn from those failures. I think toast to failures are amazing and we should all toast to that. And hopefully we can add a post-production sound to the toast that we just had to failing. <laughs> I think even, even like the process of doing that with the people in the room is pretty interesting because then now we know some of the struggles like we may even felt some of those struggles that as as Dave or as William was explaining, we may have been in that situation and like, oh my God, yes, I understand. Or we will look out for that situation if it comes up at work. Yeah. And know that, you know, we're all humans. We're all learning as we go. Great. So we got a lot of stories of toasting to failure. And this is the end of the episode. Hopefully this episode isn't one of my toast to failures. I'm hoping that this was an awesome episode for everyone to listen. Oh, it was definitely We'll find awesome. out later when it, when it drops. Yeah, then we'll find out with, the, with how many people one starred or something. How I mean, many I'm sure it's great. do we get? Yeah. Finishing up, I'd like to thank my co-host, Dave. Thank you for sharing your toast to failure and, and toasting to it. Yeah, always a pleasure failing with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and William, thank you for sharing your failure as well. I hope that our listeners get something out of it. I sure did. Don't live stream and go to production. Yeah, well, thanks for starting us off. You set the right time. Well, I, I tried. I really did. Fearless leader. Yeah, if you have any failures you would like to share in 140 characters or less, hit us up at twitter.com slash radiofreerabbit. This is The Rabbit Hole. We'll see you next time.